0: This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. And today we have Levi Lasik. And the way you remember his name is it's classic without the C. And he is a YouTube expert. He went from just having no business at all into completely crushing it in real estate with his YouTube. So Levi,
0: welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, first, I want you to tell a little bit of your backstory so people understand where you came from. When did you start and what made you decide to make uh, YouTube your platform of choice? And I love one of the things I love is that when people find their one thing that you're like, I'm not going to do open house. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do all these other things. This is my one thing that I like dug into. What made you decide that YouTube was your thing?
0: Well, I didn't wanna get distracted across five different platforms. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes agents may make starting out their social media journey is likely everyone's going to tell you, congratulations, now you have to open an account on every platform. Make sure you get your Facebook business page, your Twitter, your Instagram, your TikTok, and then really YouTube's usually the last choice. But I think what a lot of people do especially ones that have not had experience on social, which if you're like me, I'm 43. So that puts me in that 43 year old age range and above, which we typically have a love-hate relationship with social media. Means we didn't grow up with it, right? It wasn't there in high school. Uh, It maybe came around in our late twenties and then we were kind of like, this is silly, right? It's people just bragging, posting their lunch, silly cat videos. We didn't see the the uh, utility to it, right? And then we sit here and we watch all the 20 and 30 year olds start to make a little money on social media. And we're like, okay, maybe there's something to this thing. So then we're like, okay, I've got to get on social. Well, let me open up every single account at that time. Or somebody tells them, yeah, you need to be everywhere, right? You have to be seen by everybody. But what happens in my opinion is you end up putting 20% effort across five different platforms. You never truly understand one platform. And you're sitting there wondering, how come I I can't get one to take off? Well, it's because you're posting one here. You're posting one there. You're writing copy maybe for this one. You're not even doing it on this one. You're just hoping you go viral. Uh, You don't really understand. So you have to understand a platform. And so for me, I just had learned from my experience through business that you don't want to get stuck on shiny object syndrome. You really want to focus on one thing. It's what I've done in my previous business. Uh, my last business, I was in financial services, and I worked with all the teachers on retirement planning at uh, you know here in Dallas uh, at the the independent school district. So I had a contract with DISD, which allowed me to work with teachers on retirement planning. But you know, my thing was is that I always tried to go deep with the client. You know, you can get multiple retirement accounts or uh, different types of retirement accounts, plus insurance accounts or things like that. With one client, you know, not only can they get two or three on themselves, but then you've got the spouse, you've got kids, you've got other people involved. And so, my goal at that time was always to go deep with some with one person versus trying to go wide and always trying to get that referral. I mean, clearly, I asked for referrals and tried to get that business too, but instead of chasing wide or just my next client, I always, you know, thought how could I go deep. So that was kind of like my mentality moving into this was. I never really established a presence online. again, I was I was old school, you could say, uh, because I was really kind of anti-social media uh, just because of those same reasons. I looked at it from the consumer side versus the producer side. And once I started to, you know make this transition, what happened was is my business shut down because school shut down in 2020. You know, whenever the world shut down, Uh, My business shut down. Schools weren't open. Uh, I was also traveling the world because I had a teacher's schedule, but I had five times a teacher's income. So I was living my best life. Uh, I went to 24 countries inside of three years, and I took summers off, two weeks off for Christmas, a week off for Thanksgiving, every four-day holiday uh, you could imagine. I mean, I just, I followed the teacher's schedule and I was having a great time. But when the school shut down, I was left sitting there going, okay, well, will the world ever open back up? Will schools ever open back up? I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And real estate um, was one of two industries that was growing. The only other industry that was growing during 2020 was toilet paper sales, right? And so I didn't want to be a toilet paper salesperson. So I thought, let me uh, you know, this real estate thing is interesting because I've got really good friends that were successful real estate agents, but I did not want to be a real estate agent. I mean, really, I, had, I, I just had no desire. It wasn't something like I was just couldn't wait to be this real estate agent. I wasn't watching real estate going, oh, let me jump on this, this gravy train right now. I was just sitting back going, what's my next move? But again, really good friends were telling me, uh, they always thought I would be a good real estate agent. So they were encouraging me, hey, this is a good time to get into real estate. But I was kind of like, "And eh, don't want to do that. Plus, really, I was scared to death. Of starting over, I was 41 years old at that time, and I was asking myself, "Well, how do I start over without starting over?" And becoming a real estate agent, I was thinking about cold calling and door knocking and shaking hands and kissing babies, and what do, what do I do to establish myself as a as a brand and the go to person in Dallas, where there's you know tens of thousands of agents, especially people that have been here for 10, 20, 30 years doing this profession. It's like, how do I break into that? And I just really didn't want to get down to the nitty and gritty of of prospecting. I had been in sales for 20 plus years, loved sales, didn't really like prospecting. But the reason I've always been good at sales is because I was always willing to be the best prospector. I, it was something, I was in constant pursuit. I was always going after my next client and I've done it all. I've cold called, I've door knocked, I've sent out emails, I've done you know campaigns, all kinds of stuff to to acquire that business. And so it was something that I was asking myself, um, how do I start over without starting over? And can I attract business? Can I actually bring people to me versus going out and pursuing every single day and having that to be a part of my daily routine? So it was really those types of questions that I started asking myself because I I wanted to understand if I could figure out a way that I could attract business, then I would get into real estate. So most people get into real estate and then they, they try to figure out a plan. And so I was just like, well, let me do opposite of that. Let me see if I can figure out a plan and that will make me comfortable to move into real estate. Now, I was also financially capable to do this during the summer of 2020. Uh, I had a lot of time on my hands, clearly. There was nowhere to go. Uh, I didn't watch Tiger King uh, like everybody else. I I did research, you know, and I was studying on like, what's my next move? So is it going to be through real estate? Well, is there a way to attract business well at this time during 2020 as well, not a lot of meet and greets out there. You know, networking events, open houses weren't really happening. So, I was just thinking is there a different way and it just, you know, all roads kind of led back to social media. But again, I had 300 followers on Instagram. I probably had 500 people on my Facebook page, you know, so it was I just had it because my friends and family had it, you know, and it was mostly my high school friends that were there. So, I never tried to generate business from social media. So, I thought, OK, well, if I'm going to do this and if I want to attract business, it's probably going to be through social, but don't want to get stuck on trying to be everywhere and be like this social media real estate guru on every platform. I realized, you know, OK, I need to really choose one platform. I want to choose one platform, go all in, go as deep as possible. If I can generate business from one platform, I figured it would probably be easier to branch off into other platforms down the road. But I would rather be patient and tried to master a platform over the next six to twelve months versus starting five different platforms and never truly understanding one of them by the end of twelve months. So these are the types of questions that you have to ask yourself: like, what's what's the uh, do you want the the temporary gain or you know or the pleasure, the temporary pleasure versus the long term gain? So it may make us feel good sometimes to make sure we have every single account out there, but if it's not generating business, what's the point? And if you're not able to really master one and understand how to uh, not only attract business, but then how to convert it, then you're always gonna spin your wheels with social media. So, you know, for me it was, okay, let me look at each platform one by one and see if I can figure out a fit for me and my personality. So this is something else you have to ask yourself is, what are you likely going to do? What type of person are you? And I think this starts with four types of people. Are you a reader and a writer? Are you uh, you know are you a phone call person? Are you a people person? or are you a video person? So you should ask you should answer that right now. Which one of those four are you? Well, if you're not a video person, I don't know if YouTube is for you. you know? If you're a reader and a writer, well, maybe you can write the best email campaigns to your database and convert that way. I know a lot of people that convert through emails. Maybe um, you're not a social media person, but you're a reader and writer. This is something else I talked about with somebody: is that you could create a, a private Facebook group, and maybe you you build a huge community inside a private Facebook group where everything happens through mainly text and posting and things like that, and then you can convert from there. If you're if you're a, a phone call person, I know some people that would rather cold call all day long than ever, you know, go to a networking event. Um, so, you know, if that's the case. Figure out which one are you, and that's probably the route you should go down. Um, and that may not, that. yeah, that may not even involve social media. So now, if if you're a social media person, or you know that's where you want to generate business, well, then you need to look at it the same way. Which platform do I like the best, or enjoy the best, or which one am I most likely to stick with um, through consistent behaviors that will last uh, the rest of my career versus Oh, let me chase after TikTok because uh, everyone seems to be getting a lot of followers on TikTok. You need to understand is that really the platform for you? Now, for me, people were telling me Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, really Instagram and TikTok in 2020, especially TikTok, because it seemed like every agent woke up with 10,000 followers. So everybody was like, oh, I got 10,000 followers overnight. Uh, they weren't really generating business, but they were happy about the attention. So, you know, they kind of like, let me go that route. But for me, uh, I looked at those platforms first. I knew Facebook was seemed like it was dead. I think there's still maybe some opportunity there, more so through groups than through regular posting. I mean, if you post something on Facebook, it's going to reach about 5% of your audience organically. Otherwise, it's a pay-to-play platform. And Instagram and TikTok, they just didn't really sit well with me. I think what I saw on there was a lot of seasoned agents you know, talking about their experiences or, you know, providing good values and tips and things like that. But for me, I hadn't even sold a home yet. So I was thinking, well, I could read about an FHA loan and then regurgitate, you know, for 60 seconds, the top three things you need to know about FHA loan. But it didn't seem authentic to me. I'd never processed an FHA loan, right? Never sold a a deal with one, you know? So I just, it didn't seem... Uh, authentic to me really. I didn't want to just regurgitate information that I just read about the hour before. So uh, I just didn't really see myself doing that. And so I uh, just kept looking and really YouTube was the last choice. And I started to really uh, take a look at YouTube. and, And once I did, I realized YouTube is a search engine, not a social media platform. So once I realized that, it also made me a lot more comfortable, which I, you know, again, Maybe that, that was my rub with the other platforms is that they were social media. I was thinking about being social on media versus, oh, YouTube's a search engine, which means people are searching for information directly about certain types of things. I can, I can know what those types of things are because YouTube and Google tells me exactly what they are. And so then I can create content. What I found was, is that people are searching about neighborhoods and areas and, and communities around Dallas, Texas. Well, guess what? I've lived in Dallas for 20 years, so I know. Even though I hadn't sold a residential retail uh, single-family residence, uh, I know the areas, I know the neighborhoods, and so what I was able to do is start looking for what they were searching for, which was, you know, living in Frisco, Texas, or moving to Plano, Texas, or relocating to Allen, Texas, or you know what what um, you know what's the best you know this or that in this area. So I was able to find those top search terms and I could go make content. So I was like, you know what, let me just make content on these cities and neighborhoods and areas. And what I soon learned was, is that people are directly searching that stuff. And whenever I got the very first phone call, which happened within 30 days of posting videos, then that very first phone call was a million dollar client, million dollar budget. And they didn't ask me how long have I been in business? How many homes have I sold? Uh, you know, am I a top producer? What brokerage am I with? They didn't ask any of that. They just said, hey, that video you made on that area was valuable. You know, we found a lot of value in that. So we thought, why not give you a call? And so that was the, really the, the key moment there to let me understand that, hey, I know the areas. And if I just, Talk people through these and and show them around town versus trying to be some superstar real estate agent, you know, regurgitating FHA loan facts, you know, through um, sixty second videos. Then it's more me. It felt real. I'm talking about my own uh, experiences, my own circumstances and and things that I know and learned and love about Dallas, Texas. And that's what <clears throat> that's what attracted those type of people. And so in December fifth of twenty twenty, after I studied the platform for a couple of months, which I believe you can hyper-learn any subject in 60 days. So if you really wanna learn something, study it for 60 days, go all in, and I believe you'll be more proficient than 99% of the people out there on that subject, even if it's cold calling. If you go onto Amazon right now uh, and type in cold calling, I promise you about 20, at the minimum 20 books are gonna pop up. I mean, probably thousands. But if you put cold calling for real estate agents in Amazon, probably at least twenty books will pop up. Actually, I did this the other day. I put in FSBO. That's all I typed in in Amazon. At least twenty books on how to sell FSBOs. You know, and so if you want to be the best FSBO, you know, seller on the planet, then buy the books. You know, watch some YouTube videos, uh, read some blogs, uh, find uh, some trainings out there that teach about FSBOs. If you go all in on that over the next 60 days, you'll be better than most people that's ever just kind of picked up the phone and randomly started calling Fisbos. You know, understand it, learn it, build out a little plan, your own little script or what sounds natural to you, practice a couple of times and then start making calls uh, or knocking on doors, whichever way. And you'll have a better understanding of how to convert a lot quicker versus just, you know, picking up the phone and calling and, and burning through your first 50 or 100 phone calls. But don't sit there and get stuck in analysis paralysis. You need to have a a little bit of a plan and then move forward. And so that's what I did on YouTube, which is study the platform for about 60 days, built out my own business plan. And if you treat YouTube like a hobby, guess what? It'll pay you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it's going to pay you like a business.
1: So one of the things I always say is that you're unemployed until your next sale. So when you're in real estate, you earn the money, you get paid and then you're actually unemployed again, right? That's how real estate works. So we want to teach everybody how to conduct themselves as a business and not just be real estate agents because business owners being a business owner will help you retire. And so I want you to look at something that is the next level which is Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. And so yeah. what he says is is that the next level of a business owner is like okay, ask yourself am I on this side or am I on this side? Am I just self-employed? Or am I a business owner? Or do I take it to the next level and have passive income? And that's really what is great, is because we teach you, number one, how to operate on this side, where you're a business owner and also are creating passive income. And what I say is, does your system, does your business work independently from you? Like, have you ever been to a real estate agent retirement party? Like, I never have, right? Like, I've seen people, you know, that have been in real estate for a really long time. It ages you. But I know one thing I don't want to be showing homes on Saturdays and Sundays, getting calls at night. And I don't want to, when I'm 65 years old, doing that. And so that's what we're trying to solve is saying, why don't agents retire? Well, there's all kinds of reasons. You know, they there's no retirement contribution matched by their employer. Healthcare prices are going up. Prices in general are just insane right now. And even if you have a rental property that maybe makes $3,000 a month, you're spending $2,000 on expenses, and then you just aren't making enough passive income. So what we wanna teach you how to do, we call it now and later. Like you know the candy, now and later. Well, we wanna have you have money now, and your now money is helping buyers and sellers Buy their home and sell their home yes let's do a little bit of that but we're going to help you create that later money which is where we can retire or at least have some kind of retirement money addition to what we're already making and so that is the real basis of our brokerage you can build your own brand you can be successful and we give you all the tools and support to fast track your business to success let me say a couple things that I thought were just so brilliant that you just said, and I want people to type this in the chat so that they can really remember it. But one of the things I heard you say is to really go deep instead of wide. And you also said, know thyself. Like my mom literally used to say that to me all the time. She'd say, know thyself. Like, is this going to fit your personality or not? Like, are you a video person or not? I love that. Um, But my son is 12 years old and he loves Mr. Beast. I know you probably, if you have kids, I know you've heard of him, but I've heard all the different tips and I've kind of watched what he did, he's, he does. And what I love about YouTube that you also said is that it stays up there forever and it's a search platform. Like with Facebook, it stays up there for two days and it's kind of done. With YouTube, it's your search platform. It stays forever and people are searching there. So that is so powerful. So tell us some of the things that you've done in your YouTube videos. I've heard, you know, they they have all these different things that they say, you know, you need an eye-catching thumbnail to stand out or you need to be able to t- find ways to have your viewers turn into subscribers um, or, you know, write captions or chapter you know put your your youtubes in timestamps and chapters what are the tips that you say like and i want to do it from a beginner's point of view and then move to advanced so if someone is just starting out what are some of the kind of tips that they need to do and then if someone's more advanced on youtube what do they need to make sure they do
0: uh, well, if you're starting out, you should definitely get our book, which would be Passive Prospecting. I mean, so that would really give you a good, solid foundation on uh, getting started from there. And plus, uh, it, it can kind of walk you through getting started on your journey. But we talk about everything in there. I mean, thumbnails are at the minimum, the probably one of the most important things uh, because of the visual aspect. I mean, we're visual creatures. Your eyes process an image in less than seven-tenths of a second. And so think about it. Anytime you open up YouTube, what what do you see? Thumbnails um, all across the page. Go on to Netflix. When you open up Netflix, what do you see? Thumbnails. Those are thumbnails. You know, you go stand in the grocery uh, line to check out. What do you see? Magazine covers or are they actually thumbnails? So you think about it in those terms. You can start to draw inspiration really from anywhere. Th- look at a billboard. What is a billboard? It's a thumbnail. So all these types of things are, are really trying to create uh, or paint a picture uh, in a, in just in a very small window. So the thumbnail really needs uh, probably three main components, which is a background image, uh, an image of yourself. And then if you want wording on there, you want three words or less you know, at the max. And it doesn't need to say the exact same thing as your title. So a background image could be city, could be a house, could be neighborhood, could be something that's related. It could be a screenshot from what's inside your video. If you're in the office, you might want to make up something a little bit more specific. So there's there's that component of a nice background image that...
1: Could you share your screen and kind of show show us some of the backgrounds that you've done and also let us know, like, do you have a paid a platform that you use for a thumbnail maker, or are there free apps out there that can make thumbnail makers for YouTube for you for free?
0: Uh, yeah, you can make thumbnails on Canva. Canva is a, a free platform to go on there, so then uh, then you can do that, and that's pretty simple to do. Uh, I I actually made I don't make a lot of my own thumbnails anymore. Uh, my team does that, but you know I made this this thumbnail right here myself. Uh, you know in Canva, which was a, a nice background picture. I just put the the text up there. Now this one I did faceless just because I thought uh, it would be a little bit better for the overall picture, uh, which it has proved to be that way. Uh, same thing with you know, a listing video. This is something we want something to be eye-catching. So, under, you know, everyone's talking about affordability right now. So, under 430K definitely brings some attention. You know, we have a nice picture of the house on here as well. Uh, This one we just did uh, avoid, you know, clearly avoid. We have an arrow pointing down to Texas and it's X'd out there as well. So, that's kind of painting a picture. Anytime you can kind of tell a story without words, uh, then that, that is the ultimate thumbnail, but at the same time, you might want to just choose something else. So of course I've got a nice little surprise look here.
1: (laughs) Different. I love that. Avoid moving to Texas.
0: Yeah. And this one, like this is a screenshot from within the video. So some, and this is a screenshot from within the video. We do a lot of that on some of these. This is a screenshot from within the video. But you see here, we just did uh minimal text on here, but you can see a uh, new construction house. It looks like there's a pile of garbage down here. So, uh, you know, from the new construction house. So it was stormy that day, it creates a little bit of a dramatic effect, which was perfect for the video that we're doing. You know, this one is me here in my office, but of course we took out the background and added, you know, a flag. This is for veteran benefits and, and did everything in there. But You'll see. I mean, this one we just posted two weeks ago, eleven thousand views. This one um, last week, two point six. So, so again, you know, we get good variation on these. This one's five point one. But the most important thing is the is the phone calls. Uh, but again, you go down here. A lot of our listing videos will have the price tag in there or something that says like this under four thirty. Um, I think we tested this one and it said under three twenty five. And, and we'll do these tests and this one won for whatever reason. So we just make things a little bit more dramatic. You know, this one's about Prosper, this community, but we put no more Frisco. You know, Frisco is one of the most popular neighborhoods uh, in Dallas. So we know that's going to be eye-catching with the thumbnail. You know, people will say, what do they mean no more Frisco? And well, it's because we're talking about how good Prosper is.
1: I love that. I actually, the my favorite thumbnails that you have on this page are actually the ones that you have the screenshot of what's something that's in the video and then put the words on top because it it looks you know the most I don't know for me those are the ones that I like the best but I also like the one where you did the avoid with the the face tell me what is your call to action because obviously you need to have a good call to action could you show us in one of these videos a typical call to action, maybe for the last uh 15 seconds, or what you try to do for each one to get people to make the phone ring.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. So we pop up text. Uh we actually include text throughout the video. Uh I'll have to see. So you're thinking about buying a home in Irving, Texas. Well, Irving is a fantastic city that offers the and by the way, my name is Levi Lassick. I'm the Living in Dallas, Texas T. And if this is your first time to the channel, and we want to know everything there is about Dallas, Texas, and the surrounding areas. Make sure you subscribe below. Tap the bell for notifications. So that's that's,
1: that's one thing, day. real quick, that you you do on every single video, right? You're actually putting that subscribe button in there, and you're having a call to action for them to remind them to subscribe to the channel. Correct.
0: And if oh. you, you'll you hear I say, so you can be the first to learn about the current, we're to know everything there is about Dallas, Texas and the surrounding areas. Make sure you subscribe below, tap the bell for notifications. That way you can be the first to learn about the current market in Dallas. So when I say, so you can be the first to learn about the current market in Dallas, that's, that's a value added statement. That's, giving people a reason to subscribe versus, hey, just subscribe so you know whenever I drop the next video. Well, what does the next video mean? What what value does that provide? I want people to subscribe because they, they want to learn about uh, the market here in Dallas. So those are the people I'm looking for. I'm speaking directly to the audience that I'm trying to attract. So if you want to subscribe and learn everything there is about Dallas, Texas and the surrounding areas, and be the first to learn about the current market, then it gives them that that insiders feel and it gives them a true reason to subscribe versus, hey, I subscribe. So, you know, when I drop a new video, it doesn't really tell them anything.
1: I love that. What about, do you have like a typical ending, like all of your videos kind of end the same way or do you try to make it where there's a different ending each time?
0: i uh, us see, Illinois, Washington State, those areas. We've got full vlog tour on Irving and a Met tour on Irving as well. If you want to learn a little bit more about Irving as well. And again, whether you're moving in nine days or nine months, you know, feel free to give us a call, shoot us a text, send us an email or schedule a Zoom call if you want to speak with Travis or myself. Personally, we'd be happy to help you make that smooth move to Irving. Until next time, well, hope to show your own town.
1: Do so you say that the description or your contact info, so you don't put oh, yeah. the, you don't put the phone number and information on that last screen, you just have it in the description somewhere. and do yeah. you have anything special every time you have a description?:
0: No, it's in there, every description. So yeah, the reason is because I can change I can just I can change a description at any time. I can't change something if I embed it on a video. Uh, so for me, it. yeah, uh, for me, whenever I first started the first uh, ten videos or so, uh, I, the guy that I was working with put the phone. It was the it was a phone number, but it was tied to his account. So technically, he controlled that phone number, and it was on top of the videos. Well, whenever. We decided not to work together anymore. You know, I kept going. He stepped away. Of course, he technically owned that phone number, and then that was embedded on those first ten to fifteen videos. Now, I figured out a way to uh, to get around that. and but you know, I can change this number. The other thing was is that we had a number here for some time, almost the first two years of the channel, but it was also tied to our google, our Google profile. So the thing is, is that we wanted to really, truly understand where are people calling in from? Are they calling in from our Google profile or are they calling in from the channel? Uh, You know, we got a good idea if they called in from the channel because they'd say, hey, I love your videos. Uh, But if they didn't say that, they were probably coming from the Google profile, but we didn't want to guess anymore. But, you know, if you've ever done anything with Google, you don't like to change stuff like you don't want to change your address or your phone number because they'll typically suspend your account. You know, send send some sort of uh, documentation that you've got to get approved, and you know it's just this whole process. So we were more concerned about changing on our number on Google than we were on YouTube, and so we kept the number on Google. But I was able to just change the number in the description, and then we have a software that can change anything on any video for all the videos at once. Well, we had three over three hundred videos at this time, so I just switched out. Uh, to change one phone number with the other one. And it did it it automatically for me within about 10 minutes on every single video. And for clients, they they don't know any difference because if they go to the description for the first time, they're just going to see a phone number. They don't know if it was changed yesterday or the day before or anything like that. But as soon as we have that printed or embedded on a video or something like that, it makes it very difficult to change down the road. So For us, we want the flexibility and I've just, I've learned the hard way as well that, you know, if you embed something on there, you better make sure that you keep that phone number forever. And today, this day and age, I don't know if you technically own a phone number. So even if you get a free Google number or you get a Twilio number or a grasshopper number or whatever service you may use, you know, do you truly own that phone number? (laughs) Truly, you know? Uh, yeah, they may give it to you for free and then you pay for a service. But I mean, can you really keep that phone number? And so if, if that if that company ever goes out of business or, you know, decides to do something and take that phone number away, I mean, I just don't want to be subject to that. So I would rather have it in a place where I can uh, exchange it.
1: So I know that YouTube shorts are kind of like the big new thing right now. Um are you doing anything with YouTube shorts and I wanted to ask you about captioning your videos. Do you caption all of them? Do you not caption all of them and what are your thoughts on that?
0: You mean caption them for the shorts?
1: Caption them for you, for the shorts. I think most people caption them for the shorts, but what about for the even the longer videos?
0: No, cuz you I mean YouTube really does that for you so you can turn on captions if you want them so that's not something that we do. And if you notice, if you're in your app or something like that, you you kind of scrolling through there, it's going to start playing the video without sound and it's going to show closed captioning on there. But that's an option pretty much available on every video. So we haven't worried about captioning videos. Plus, I make long videos. So, you know, captioning that out for 20, 30, 40 minutes is a, is a lot for an editor to do. It's a lot for them to do just on short-form content. So we, we don't caption that out on... Um, any of that. And as far as shorts I uh, I don't I don't really focus on shorts. I think long form is the ultimate conversion and that's where people just get more involved in your content and the more content they watch over a longer period of time they can get the full story. You can't get the full story on a 60 second short. You know, I can't tell you everything about a neighborhood. I can maybe give you five bullet points, but that's about it. In a video, I can give you the five bullet points and everything else that's needed to go along with it or extend it out. And, uh, you know, if I'm just trying to, uh, people that are in searching uh, intentionally are looking for that information and that's what's going to pop up in in YouTube. You know, people that are consuming short form content, at least the way I think about it, is that they're not necessarily intentional and they maybe they come across your content or short form content but are they in the market you know you're just really one little thumb swipe away from the next cat video and you know if somebody lands on your video uh, in real estate and they swipe up it's a cat video after that it's not going to be another one of your videos and so you know you can lose attention very very quickly and maybe maybe it's enough for them to say oh i kind of like this real estate agent let me Like and follow, and everything else. And maybe they'll use you down the road in a year or two or three, whenever they are in the market. But as far as I know, most people are not in the market uh, on short form content, you know, looking for a home. The last time I checked, most people don't say, "Hey, Hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go on Facebook and see what's on the market. Or, Hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go on to TikTok and see if we can find the best dancing real estate agent. You know, they typically don't say that. They say, Hey, it's time to buy a house. Let's uh, let's do some research. Or we're thinking about moving to a new area or moving out of state. Let's do some research. Maybe we search on Google or actually YouTube is the second largest search engine. So people are searching these areas and now they want to see uh, YouTube and videos more than ever. Just the same thing. If you Google anything, what's on the first page of Google, usually there's a whole box right in the middle of YouTube videos on that subject. So even Google is trying to direct people to video because they know Video is going to capture attention. People that are researching are going to get embedded, and they could watch uh, minutes and minutes and hours and hours and hours of content. You know, and so and plus, let me ask you this: You know, if you're doing short form content, can people go on your feed in a succinct manner to learn everything they need to learn about uh, a city? You know, so if they if they like one of your videos and you're giving five tips about Frisco, Texas, and they say, okay, let me go to their page is the very next video on your feed, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, or even shorts on YouTube, is the very next video gonna be about Frisco? Probably not. It's probably gonna be about five tips about the FHA loan. And the one after that's five tips about the VA loan. So most people don't say, let me tell you a whole story uh, across 20 different 60 second reels about everything you need to know. So it doesn't ever really paint a full picture. That's why I don't really believe it's it's the, uh, it, the ultimate conversion. Can you convert people from that? Sure. Absolutely. But if they want to learn really about Frisco, not only can they watch a 30-minute video of mine, but then I, I probably have 10 other videos that are 30 minutes long about Frisco as well that I've done. And so they can just go through there. And if they get into a playlist, they can watch Frisco video after Frisco video after Frisco video. So if that's the area they're interested in, they could sit there and binge watch. Um, just like everybody binge watches a new series on Netflix, right? Because what does Netflix do? It starts playing the very next video when you end one. And that's what YouTube will do for you. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, as far as I know, doesn't do that. It doesn't play the next one. It gives you, it either replays the same one or it gives you the option to replay that same one. It doesn't say, hey, here's the next video. So there's not a natural progression going through you know those those types of scenarios. So I don't do really much. I've I've made some shorts on YouTube before, but it's not, uh, I don't do it uh, consistently and it's not something I'm trying to convert business from.
1: Well, we are out of time, but before we go, I do want you to give us the different types of videos that you do. So like, what are the most popular? Kind of give us like the top five. Would it be like real estate market updates? You know, here are the stats each month or you know, showing properties, showing different neighborhoods, like showing different restaurants, like give us a smorgasbord of kind of all the different types of videos to kind of get people jogging their brain of what kind of videos they want to do.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, neighborhood tours are pretty popular. Map tours are very popular, uh, which means explain
1: get- what the map tours are, though.
0: Explain get yeah, on a you're on a Zoom and you share your screen and show a map of your city or the or the neighborhood or the community and walk people through it. I mean, anybody can look at a map online, but they can't get your narrative. They can't get your experiences, your stories, and have you walk them through that. So if you actually show the map on screen share through Zoom, which is simple, and just talk them through it, say, okay, yep, this is here, this is here, which yes, they can see that, but you need to connect the dots on that map. And so just walking them through an area like that, very, very popular videos. Um, Pros and cons. Very simple. May sound cheesy, but people want to know good and bad of living in areas. Cost of living, you can do veteran benefits. I mean, is a big one. If you live anywhere near a military base, you should definitely be focused on a military related content. So I would educate as much as possible uh, if if that's in your area, because guess what? Soldiers get moved all over the world, and they're usually sent to a place they've never been to before. And so what do they do? They start researching on YouTube. You will capture a majority of your military market if you live near a base and you're on YouTube. If you're not and you're wondering, man, how do all these people keep moving in every month and I don't get any of them? Well, guess what? Every soldier is about age 18 to 38, that pretty much, uh, is the typical age in the military. And guess what? They're, they're stationed in Japan or South Korea or Germany or Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and now they're getting transferred to Tacoma, Washington or you know Fort Hood in Texas. And they're like, well, never been there before. Let me start doing some research. Guess what their go-to platform is? YouTube. And so they're going to start looking at those areas and and start trying to educate themselves. So you know that type of content works really well.
1: Well, Levi, this was so amazing. I mean, just such amazing content. We really, really appreciate it. Please show him some love in the chat. And I want you to tell listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, and where they can buy your book.
0: Yeah, right now you can go to uh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon, you can find the book Passive Prospecting. Uh, You can also go to book.passiveprospecting.com if you want to go uh, straight to our website. And that's the way you can find it there.
1: I love it. Well, this has been amazing. You guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.